2: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast, Strictly anonymous podcast. conversations with authors. Op-
0: If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter, go follow me now at Strict Anonymous. (laughs) If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Everybody makes up phony names. People email me from phony emails. They block their call ID when they call me. I'm even anonymous on my show. Um, So if you have like an interesting naughty story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, you can be on the show. Just send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or just go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. I also have a confessions hotline. You, if you have like a short little confession you want to get off your back and you want to call my hotline, you could do that. I changed the voices there as well. All of the anonymous confessions are on my Patreon. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Now, if you're listening on any podcast app, make sure to follow my show over there If you love my show, give me five star, hit five stars or give me a five star review. Someone just gave me a review, Latin Couple. I'm assuming this is a couple that listen to my show. I love couples who listen to my show. Thank you so much for writing that review. I just mentioned that I have the Anonymous Confessions on Patreon. I also have lots of pictures of mostly all of my female guests over on my Patreon. Hot, sexy, anonymous pictures of my guests over on patreon plus i just added a discord channel there's maybe like 400 people on there now but it's growing and what i allow to go on there now is that the guests have started posting like x-rated stuff on there i don't get involved but you know you could if you join my patreon you get access to my discord and on there you could get involved and see all kinds of stuff and talk to people that have been on my show super interesting my Patreon is only $5 a month. You could can cancel at any time and you get a lot of content for that five bucks. Okay. You'll be happy. Trust me. Um, so anyway, today I have on Candice and Gregory. Now, Candace and Gregory emailed me and I'm like, oh, they're, you know, wrote a book called Fucking Our Way to Enlightenment, A Swinger's Journey to Divine Sexuality. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good title. You know, this is a couple who have been together for 42 years and 23 of them they have been in an open relationship of course we start there like how and why did they open up their marriage they talk about that it all was like a hot tub experience and then they went to hedonism on a nudie vacation and they talk about like what went down there and how they both felt she talks about her fantasy that she put out there to him and he talks about how he realized he was into compersion uh she met her mentor there she talks about what she learned from her mentor uh Once they got back from that initial hedonism vacation, they got hardcore into the lifestyle. They went on additional cruises and parties and all that kind of stuff. And they eventually like opened up and let their family, meaning their children, know that they are in an open marriage and have been. And they talk about how they got to that place. I specifically asked them, like, how did that whole conversation go down? Because that's like a little crazy to just like put that out there to your children. (laughs) We talk about that. Um, And what led them to do that actually was an ayahuasca experience. They both did ayahuasca. They, tell, they talk about where they went and did it. They talk about why they chose the exact place that they went to because it was actually a very safe place to do it. And they talk about how it completely changed both of them. I ask a lot of questions about the ayahuasca experience because I, I'm curious about it. I'm too petrified and paranoid to do it. <laughs> But I do think there's something to it. Everyone that talks about it talks about how amazing it is. And it was really amazing and transformative for the both of them. And they get very specific on that. It changed them from grounding and pounding people to like being much more intentional about who and how they have sex. They label themselves as demisexuals and they explain what that means. And they also talk about how and why they started to do consultations for other couples. They are available. If you're a couple that wants help navigating or starting out uh, in the lifestyle, they can help you. They want to help you. They have phone consultations that are available. If you need help, don't email me. People email me all the time with questions about the lifestyle and stuff. I'm like, either listen to my episodes or now you could actually reach out to Candace and Gregory. These are professionals, okay? They can help you navigate the lifestyle. Um, And you could find that information on their mentorship uh, towards the end of this episode, but also you could go to their website, evolutionarysex.org. Okay, that's evolutionarysex.org. I'm going to put all the links to their website and their book fucking our way to enlightenment a swingers journey to divine sexuality in the description but anyway you're gonna love this episode they're great people uh so i'm gonna be right back on with candace and gregory
2: this is the strictly anonymous podcast
0: Uh, hi
2: candace and gregory welcome to the strictly anonymous podcast how are you guys we're doing amazing. Isn't that funny? I said we, but then that's what happens when you've been together for forty-five years. Yeah, you are a we. You guys met in Sunday school, and now you're fucking swingers,
0: which is kind of like a you know, a very big full circle, right? Because I mean, how young were you that when you guys met each other? Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Wow. And then when did you? How old were you when you got married?
2: We were no, twenty-one we first, and twenty-two. No.
3: Uh, but we had our first date when we were 12 and 13. I think it was during a, a church youth group outing. And and then she was invited to my 18th birthday party, surprise 18th birthday party. And I took one look at her and went, well, she's blossomed. And four years later, we got married. Wow. So you guys, I'm
0: assuming, started swinging together eventually. Like, how long were you married before you did open up your relationship? Because what eventually happens? And let me just get, like, to the, like like... Let me just tell the whole story in one sentence. I mean, you and Candace and gregory you guys have been married forever. Uh, you started swinging and now you actually mentor people uh, about, I, I, I'm assuming, it, mentorship, like within the, like navigating the lifestyle. You have a book, which has a great title, okay, called Fucking Our Way to Enlightenment. You know, we're going to get to that book. I'll put a link to it in. Uh, the description, but how long were you guys married before you started swinging? That's the whole, that's where I want to start.
2: Well, can I answer this one? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. 20 years of marriage. It was uh, when I turned 40, I just felt like the marriage was was great. and of course we had a wonderful marriage with two kids and a house and dog and career and, and but it was just lacking in bed. It was becoming mundane, doing the same things, same positions, you know that tends to happen when you're together for such a long time. And I wasn't a big porno watcher and either was Gregory. so it was one of those things that we decided that maybe we should start some adult, vacations and make it a yearly thing. And uh, we decided we like to be naked. We enjoy nude beaches. So we thought, well, let's go someplace where we could be naked. And uh, of course, it took us to Hedonism in Jamaica. Oh, so that was your first time opening
0: up your relationship at all?
3: Pretty um, much. Yeah. Pretty much. A I mean, bit previous, you know, playing with some friends and, you know, getting involved in it enough to know that, it intrigued us, you know, and that it wasn't, uh, there wasn't an emotional issue between us. There wasn't the jealousy or, or any of that. It was, you know, we were both seeking pleasure. And uh, although we didn't really know it at the time, you know, or describe it to ourselves at the time, but that's really what it was. You know, we were just looking for a, a pleasurable place to go that, that uh, we could have some fun at.
0: When you say there was no jealousy, I mean, you knew already because you've been with each other, I'm assuming, for 20 years that you were very secure in your marriage and there would be absolutely no jealousy seeing each other with other partners. Because typically with couples, a lot of times, I mean, they go in with a lot of rules and regulations. There is some trepidation because, you know, how are you really going to feel when you do see your partner with somebody else? I mean, none of that was discussed ahead of time. You already were at the place where you knew you'd both be down.
2: Well, that's an interesting question. And I think my take on it was, Gregory is my beloved. And right. no matter what what I did or what we did together, it was always mutual and we always did it with love and with admiration for each other and respect for each other. So we kind of went in already with that open-mindedness, yet that we weren't going to hurt each other in any way. So we would leave the the lines of communication open between us. And so there wasn't a lot of rules, not in the beginning for sure, because we didn't know that there should be rules because (laughs) we were so new to it. Nor did we we know anything about consent. We didn't know any of that, you know, which is such a big deal nowadays. You know, we we talk about your boundaries, fears and desires that we, we express with new partners. But back then there wasn't any of that. It was kind of like, Oh, okay, if you're going to be a swinger, you just kind of jump right in and uh, we're all there for the same thing. We're all there for sex. Well, it's kind of different now. And, and people are thinking quite differently and I'm going to let Greg continue because <laughs> 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 I can tell, I can feel his energy right now. I think he needs to say something. Yeah. They're in different yeah, rooms a...
0: because they have to be Sadeza, yeah, <laughs> so they can see each other. So you go, you go, Gregory.
3: It is it is very interesting actually. I mean, may feel maybe, Maybe, you know, looking back, feeling the, each other's energies that, that assisted us going into the lifestyle, opening ourselves up. Yeah. It was just, a. we never had any really deep conversations about it. Uh, the first time just happened. And as we, as we describe in our story, it's, you know, as they often do, it started in the hot tub and it was just after a few drinks and mutual friends and just an openness and one thing led to another. And, uh, the next morning it was you know reflecting back on it it was kind of a you know a little bit of a shock and what did we just do and you know but I'm okay with it you know did you have fun and yeah, I had fun. Well, that just started the conversation and that's what started these annual week trips that we would take just to to rebind ourselves and uh, ended up being rebinding with others.
0: So there was a hot tub experience first, then, before you wind up saying, let's go to a nudie beach, like, or go to hedonism, correct?
2: Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yes, yep. that's how it all kind of started. It was just uh, experimental, you know, mm-hmm. how you, you do that with friends. and, and well, Not everybody kind of go, does oh, that with friends. You know, <laughs> say, <no. laughs> well, let's say if you're naked in the hot tub. So, of course, you know, you're looking at, you know, your friend's breasts and you're looking at his dick and, and everyone's getting all titillated. And before you know it, you're touching each other, you're kissing each other. And before you know it, now you're, you're fully involved with each other.
0: And so you guys were in the hot tub with friends of yours. And this was the first time that you guys played with other people and you all stood like fully swapped that time. Like what exactly went down in that hot tub?
3: Yeah. Fully, fully swapped. Actually, I went inside with, with our female friend and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which was in earshot of our, our, uh, our hot tub and Ken stayed in the tub. And I don't even recall exactly who got back into the tub. If, if we got back into the tub or if they came back inside, but, uh, It was just one of those great evenings that progressed.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you decided, oh, let's try to maybe go on vacation and do something like this together. Outside of where we live from, maybe that's safest to do at first. I don't know. Is that why you decided on a nudie vacation?
2: And also it was... Um, it was out the- of the country too. And off, you know, off to Jamaica, you know, go someplace where no one knew you. Exactly, You could uh, be as free as you want to be and express your your sexuality yeah, in well, a safe environment.
0: Yeah. yeah. I listen, I'm just like, it's interesting that you're, you mentor people because you wouldn't tell people to do it the way you guys did it, right? <laughs> I mean, because you guys kind of like just jumped right in and I assume it's because you did have all that security in your relationship. Like you said, uh, you just knew that you were both in it for the long haul, but for the regular couple that's looking to get into the lifestyle, I would assume that you have, you mentor people to do it and have more conversations about it and stuff before you get into that hot tub or just go on vacation without even talking about it. Correct.
1: Exactly. Oh,
2: definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, just because it was kind of a, a flow thing with us, I think couples just need to keep the lines of communication open and, mm-hmm. and to figure out what their desires are and fantasies. And that was one of the first things that happened in desire. Not desire, in hedonism. hedonism mm-hmm. in, yes, in Jamaica. And before we even jumped into playing with others, I needed my fantasy fulfilled. And uh, it was one of those things that, w- that we talk about. What was your fantasy? In, in the book, you know. Yes, like uh, on page 24, <laughs> how, how basically I kind of come in there and, and I, I, I look at Greg and I go, okay, if we're going to do this, how about you allow, I'm going to say the word allow. I know that's not a very nice word to say or accept uh, that I spend some time with a big black guy. With a big dick, mm-hmm. and fulfill my fantasy, which I had this ongoing green dream that went on for years that I was with with uh, somebody else, and to my surprise, Gregory said, "Okay, okay, I I agree to this." You know, you can go off because I said I wanted to do this by myself, not even with him. And there. I didn't want him to be around, and, hmm. and that was huge, huge for me to ask. Like, I mean, it was kind of terrifying in the way because I, I, didn't know how he was going to accept this. You know, and it was, it was uh, terrifying. It was
3: terrifying to answer.
2: And <laughs> how yes. did you feel about it
0: when she asked you?
3: I just, I, I had. Unbeknownst to me, yeah, you know, and we didn't discover the term for it all years later. Compersion, and that's just—I had—I—I I drew a, a great pleasure from seeing my loved one in pleasure, being pleasured or being happy, and it was exciting for me as it was for her. I think, you know, I had lots of thoughts going through my head, you know, that first time, you know, when you're left alone, your wife is just taken off with some guy, you know, all those thoughts that sort of roll through your head and change over time, and so you know, they were all there. But we addressed them, you know, and I addressed them with myself more importantly. And uh, it wasn't something that that I bottled up, that I shared and, you know, was able to express where I came from. And it was incredibly titillating for both of us.
0: Right. You waiting for her is like foreplay. I mean, for the guy that likes that and is into compersion or right.
3: Yeah. Very much so. Very much so.
0: And then, so where'd you meet the guy? Was he just in, like, at the... where do you get your big BBC guy from?
2: Mm, oh, interesting. Well, of course, uh, we didn't realize at the time when we booked this trip to Hito that it was a complete lifestyles convention takeover. Oh, uh-huh. So there was... Uh, it was... It was hot and heavy, and it was out there, and there was sex by the pool, and on the pool, and on the bar, and and in the bathrooms, and in rooms, and it just everything was just so out in the open. It was a little bit terrifying, but titillating at the same time. Right. And to go off with with this gentleman, I already had talked to who ended up being my mentor. You know, the day before, I had talked to her, and she said, "Don't you worry, women make all the decisions." Yeah, I hear says, that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. yes, and how important that is, and how that makes you feel so much more secure and and in control, which is really important to me. And and so she explained to me, well, you go up to the wife and you ask. So that's exactly what I did. I saw the two of them together and I went to the wife and I said, Listen, I'm new to the lifestyle, but I've always had this fantasy, and I'd really like to take your man. And go off, you know, by ourselves and fulfill my fantasy. And, of course, she was excited. She was kind of titillated. She went, whoa. And she said, yes, please do. So that's how (laughs) that's how that came about. How did you meet your
0: mentor? Like you said, oh, and I talked to my mentor. Like who was this Mm. woman that you
2: met? Was she someone you knew beforehand or you met her on that trip? No, not at all. We just kind of met her at the poolside. There was this one uh, pool area that was just loud music and there was uh, women getting body shots and and men licking up their asses, licking the alcohol (laughs) off it. And it was all this craziness all around. And I just went, oh, my God. God I, this is overload I need to find another pool and of course you know in in Hito there's quite a few pools uh-huh. different areas you can go to so we went to a quieter area and in that area the, one of the first couples that we met ended up being my mentor and they had already been in the lifestyle for at least 10 years uh-huh. and so they they knew their ins and outs and basically she told me don't you worry you know? You know, women will make the decisions. And then she also said, you know, because for me, it was, you know, after having this guy the next day, I'm feeling, oh, my God, we got to hang out with them. You know, you know, we better make sure that we have lunches with them. You know, I can't just ditch (laughs) him. And and so later, of course, I run into my mentor and I said, how am I supposed to handle this? I have nothing to say to him. It was like one of those things. I just wanted my fantasy fulfilled. And she said, just move on. He was just your fuck buddy, and now you just can move on because that's what everybody does here. And I went, really? Yeah,
0: like how <laughs> different said, yeah. than the regular vanilla world? <laughs> yes,
2: yes. And and just knowing that, I went, oh, thank God, that's all I have to say. Okay, see you later. <laughs> and you're and you're off, and and you're off. You know, meeting new people, and uh, yes. And so now, what about you, Gregory?
0: What did you do that trip? Anything?
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting because it wasn't even something that I was exploring or considering exploring. Like I at that point I didn't have any perceived fantasies that I'd wanted to uh that I wanted to fill. But yeah, the, the day that Kenneth was talking about when we met our mentors, we had left this this crazy pool party and made our way over to this quieter pool. And and uh, you know, as we were speaking to these people, it was time for me to and I and I don't recall if it was go to the bathroom or something, but on the way back I was I was uh uh, bringing back some drinks back to our our crew. And, and these two girls walked towards me. And it was in the shallow end of the pool. So, you know, just right around my waist or just below my waist. And uh, the one girl asked me, she goes, you know, excuse me, do you have the time? And I said, you know, sure. And I gave her the time. And they looked at each other and went, hmm, I guess we owe them something. And immediately they got down on their knees and they both started giving me this two-headed blowjob meanwhile <laughs> Candace is standing at the other end of the pool looking at me our friends are looking at me I'm looking at them I'm looking at these girls below me I've got these drinks in my hand it's like well, what do you do you know they got up they said thank you and gave me a quick peck and off they went that was our introduction to this to this whole week and uh, it just went uphill from there
0: now Candace were you horny to like watching him with other women as well did that turn you on too
2: well, I didn't know it would, but it did. Mm-hmm. It was exciting to know that that he uh, had that sexual energy that was attracting all these beautiful women. And I love that. I love that. That was actually a real turn on for me as well, just watching that. And then do you, at like, what about,
0: like, either of you, do you ever play with the same sex? Like, Candace, did you ever start hooking up with women in your journey? And what about you, Greg Uri? <laughs> Sorry.
2: Uh, we have, but it wasn't till uh, a little bit later. I mean, I would say. The true hookup is, wasn't till later on in, in our lifestyle, but in the early stages, yes, there was lots of kissing. I mean, women on women was uh, a very normal thing, yeah. an expected thing. Mm-hmm. Guys like to see that. It, it turned the guys on. And it turned us on, knowing it was turning the men on, of course. Right. And so, you know, you know you'd know, you fondle their breasts, so you put your, your hand on their pussy. But I wasn't one to go down on a woman, not at that time. Mm-hmm. I... Wasn't interested. Yeah, I just, I was all about the dick in the early stages for sure. And that's where my connection was because that's what I wanted. Of course, things evolved from then and things had changed, you know, through, you know, 20 years. You, of course, it's going to change because you want variety. Yeah, and the more we do it, the and the more situations that we're in, yeah, we would go with the flow, whatever happened on that night. <laughs> you know, it would take us to uh, different events, different pleasure points, uh, whether or not we were into more fetishes and kink and and girl on girl play. I mean, it, it started to evolve. Right. So you go at
0: he. So you come back from hedonism, and then when do you start? getting into all this other stuff like do you eventually start going to swingers clubs and parties in your area
3: yeah that started basically as soon as it got back there was very few places available you mm-hmm. know i was that was at the the rear premature end of the of the internet and and uh, so there was wasn't a lot of searches available that way so it's still in the back of the local newspaper want ads and that sort of thing is how people would communicate back there you would find out about clubs and you know the messages got out but slowly there was a club that was it was a, a couple's house that they would renovate and uh turn it into a party pad and so they started hosting parties which is great because it really opens up your bubble you know all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're getting all the people you're meeting and, you know like-minded people and uh and then it just grew from there you know it just you know Talking to this person, talking to that person. Eventually, we started to do some additional traveling. You know, we found out about some some cruises that were available, uh, and then we got into some more exclusive cruising, uh, hotel takeovers. It just kept growing, and uh, eventually, COVID hit and kind of shut everything down. But up until that, it was it was it was pretty busy.
0: Now, listen, if people go to your website, you do have a website. It's called Evolution. You could say Evolutionary Sex, correct? dot yes, org yeah. yeah and they could yeah. see your book you know fucking our way to enlightenment now you are all you guys are all over that uh website your face your names you're right there so you were out and proud as of now did you were you always that way or when did that happen that you let everybody know that this was uh, that you guys were in the lifestyle
2: oh that's an interesting uh, topic oh. that just all happened in october 2022 oh, Yes, wow. yes, of last year very. How come? Easy. And that's all, well because of writing the book we mm-hmm. kind of realized that that uh, we needed to be a little bit more open and transparent and especially with our family. And that's yeah. when uh, we decided to tell our 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 young boys which which are now, you know, 26 and 29, we figured mm-hmm. they could handle it. And they did. They handled it very well and in fact it has opened up a line of communication that's even better. Believe it or not, just because of it.
0: Wow i've never ha- I've never heard that story. Like, how do you do? You sit them down all together? Is it a conference call? It a Zoom? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no it,
3: it, it was it was a story. We've we've basically been out to to most people for, yeah. for quite a while, you know, especially, uh, business people, you know, we're both in the film business, both artists for a living. So, you know, it was almost a badge of honor for us to, you know, to be able to carry that. It was just, you know, you're artists, your, yeah, yeah. The, 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 we're, we're forgiven for a lot of things. And it's almost cool. I
0: mean, that's, it's almost like that's, it's, if you don't roll that way, you're more of an outcast oh, yeah. in that, in that world. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's where we carried on for years. And then, you know, as Candice was saying, we started to write this book and we got halfway through it and we had a revelation from our editor as she was reading through it and, you know, just, just discussing other people loving us and revealing themselves. And, and we just looked at her and went, you bitch, why did you say that? Now we have to do this. And it just made us feel like you're right. You know, she was, she was completely right. And uh, so we, Candace, organized dinner with the family and and their significant others and said that she had something to tell them. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can tell them the rest of the story, (laughs) Karen.
2: Well, of course, you know, you you kind of bring up, oh, you know, the grandparents and stuff and, you know, what they're all going through. But, of course, then when it came down to telling them, I just kind of looked over at Gregory and I said, oh, and your father has something to say.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> it off on him. So, I did. So
3: as, as I felt the truck tires driving over my body, <laughs> I, I just looked and I said, well, I said, uh, your mother and I have been involved in an open relationship for 23 years. And we've written a book. And, you know, I spilled it out to them. And the response was, meh. It was, you know, I told you so. They knew? <laughs> uh, and, and it was just, uh, whatever, you know, let's yeah. move on. Yeah. yeah. And you know, they just did not make a thing out of it, which was such a blessing to us.
1: Hi, I'm Chris Gethard and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, we talk to one of them, they stay anonymous. I can't hang up. That's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous.
0: Yeah, uh, they grew up in a very different generation, right, than you did, uh, than I did. But let me ask you this. Did they, like, were they like, oh, we kind of knew, like, come on, it was so obvious, or were they shocked?
3: Yeah, the, the only actually the only question was is cause we used to send them for weekends away with the, with the nanny. <laughs> we had a we had a living nanny, uh, to stay at a hotel to go, you know, because then they could go to the swimming pool and they could rent videos and food yeah, service and have a little mini holiday. Yeah. And fun. Uh, so we got that so we got one of those so when you used to send us to the hotels with the nannies, <laughs> were you? And then you just kind of look at each other. And, uh, oh, let's just move on from there. You know,
2: so oh yeah, we were God. having parties. Oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious.
0: So, you know, I had asked
3: you. But it's you, a but, safe way.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I had uh, Yeah, the, and that's fun for them, too. Like, how fun for the kids to go. Yeah. I mean, you were both getting what you both wanted at that time, right? They were having the best exactly. fucking weekend, and yep. so were you. And so then, yeah. okay, so, you know, before we got on the phone, I had your website in front of me, and, you know, when you go onto your website, evolutionarysex.org, you see your book there, and then it's, it's like, fucking our way to enlightenment, Maggie and Josh are your typical couple, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who the fuck are Maggie and Josh? And you're like, so, is Maggie <laughs> and Josh your fake names that you were going to use before you guys came out?
2: That's it's correct.
3: exactly what it is.
2: Oh. Exactly what it
3: is, and but once we wrote the book, and you know it was just it just didn't sound right to us reading back in the book, and there's a there's a little bit of a backstory with the two names, yeah, and uh, but we just thought, we just thought it read right, and so you know we just thought we'd leave it in there, and it's kind of a fun name that we you know throw around here and so on now so
2: and interesting enough there's a lot of uh, swingers out there when they go to events and uh, and they travel they don't use their their real names yeah,
0: no, I know. So I mean, it, I have... it is
2: typical. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's typical yeah. that a lot of people are yes. doing this on the DL. Uh, they can't let yeah. other yes. people know. Uh, but I do hear from a lot of people, most people, when they do enter the lifestyle, it's like a lot of times a lot of their vanilla friends like fall by the wayside. And most of their friends become people in the lifestyle because the people there, not just are like minded, but they tend to be very open and cool people. And people always say, like, oh my God, we met the greatest people. Like they're our friends. We have barbecues. We do other stuff besides fuck them
2: yes no uh, they do tend to overlap and and a lot of times that our swinger friends their whole family would come over and have a family meal with all of us together Mm -hmm. you know with with (laughs) and it all just felt comfortable of course you know we're not we're not all over each other in any way
3: We definitely have boundaries that you know that we sort of set between us all especially in public arrangements but uh yeah, it's it, it really does become your family, you know, because the the like mindedness and and stories that you can share mm-hmm. and uh, openness that you can be, you know, I think is, is a big part of it as well. You know, just to, to be your true honest self.
0: Yeah. Now, I know that you started like you got back from your hedonism vacation. You started you started hooking up with people in your area. You know, when did all these other experiences start like with Candace? hooked up with women I don't know Gregory I didn't I don't know whether I got the answer from you whether you eventually ever tried hooking up with guys
3: yeah, that that developed, but it took a long time until mm-hmm. until very, very recently. And in fact, guy on guy contact within like as as much as the guys love to watch the women together, yeah. it just does not work with the men. I have met I've met so I just I've met so many homophobic men over the years, you know, guys that just mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't let your swords cross. You couldn't like accidentally touch each other in bed. It was just like real paranoia. Yeah. And uh, you know i i see that changing a lot mm-hmm. uh, you know with, with men allowing themselves to be a bit more vulnerable a bit more open mm-hmm. and uh, but it's it's only been the last you know probably six months to a year you know that i've kind of started to play a little bit in that direction a mm-hmm. little exploration and openness and it's it's become more of an energetic thing for us so as opposed to uh, who it is or what they are. It's, it's a feeling. It's just an energy that drives us to guide other and, and that attracts us.
0: Yeah. Listen, I think that's the way young people look at things more.
2: So don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've well, been, we've, uh, we, we do have a name for ourselves. We do call ourselves fluid demisexuals. Oh, okay. And for that reason, I don't know if you know what that all means. Fluid meaning that however, the situation and the energy mm-hmm. around us, the energy force will, will take us. And then being demisexuals is having that, that connection, not only th- physically, but mentally with right. somebody mm-hmm. the, that you actually have a deeper connection. And that's what we look for now. Yeah. that
3: That connection can be made very quickly. Like, it's not like we need to date somebody three or four times or five times to find that connection. You can, within 15 minutes, sometimes you can just, you can just feel that there's a connection there, you know that you're that you're on the same wavelength, as they say, and uh, and then it just opens everything up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, because you're a couple and you're playing with other couples. I mean, one of the things I do hear from couples is a lot of times it's hard if you're doing swaps and you're doing hookups with other couples together. It's hard to get everybody on the same page, like. To you know every four people all attracted to all four people at one time you know it's easier to just find people and maybe play solo sometimes i mean do you find that you guys have the same taste and typically hook up with couples and you it's easy to find couples that you both
2: connect with? couples are, are are difficult now well before when it was just a ground and pound it was pretty easy <laughs> ground when and you're pounds. trying to do ground and pound which is you know You're 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 thinking from your penis, from your vulva. And now when you're trying to do a little bit more of an energy connection, mind orgasms, just trying to find a matched couple Mm -hmm. is difficult. Yeah. So we do tend to find singles and mostly single women who are more open, you know, and and they're more into that energy sharing. And it, it is it's harder to find men for sure. So where do you find your unicorns? Those single women, you know yeah. what they—they they come really to fast. us. Really, they feel our energy, and and uh, they are attracted to us. It's interesting.
0: Where are you meeting the single women? Like on in your area, just in the within the lifestyle, or are you guys on any apps or anything like that?
3: Uh, we are on we are on a few apps, but it's all just been friends through friends. It's just been to, to productions that way, or people that have been in our lives for a, you know a number of years that have been on sort of in the background and have just all of a sudden come forward and, and reveal themselves. Oh, so that, interesting. that's what it's most, most recently. Our new practice isn't, you know, as council saying, in the, in the ground and pound realm, it's much more energetic, you know, energy sharing and, and, you know, slow sex. And it, it doesn't attract a lot of men to begin with, Yeah. unfortunately, or fortunately, because it attracts more women to us. So I think, you know, we all win in that regard, but.
0: Right, because now um, at this point, Candace, you are into women. You have been I with am, women. Yes.
2: Oh, definitely. That has all changed. And, and just the energy that women bring and how it just uh, makes uh, Gregory and I, as we are becoming one with our energies, and then you have that third feminine energy come in into that triangle. It's quite powerful. And it's it's wonderful to feel and and it takes you into a whole different kind of, of feeling of of euphoric and and erotica. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's yeah. nothing like 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 the the old ground and pound was. This is definitely a lot, a lot more spiritual, too, I would yeah. say.
0: And is that what you're, I mean, I'm assuming that's where your name of your website came out. And like, I mean, the word enlightenment is, it's like fucking your way to enlightenment. So you are bringing those two things together, correct? Because you've brought it together in your own life, right?
3: Yes, correct. Yeah. And that we actually discovered very organically. And it's been really interesting for us for the last you know, actually, since writing the book and how much more we've discovered as we were writing the book about ourselves. And it's not. Uh, so much understanding about ourselves, but understanding what we've been doing, and and it started with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just come back. We had we had done DMT. We had done you know like multiple sessions of ayahuasca, and then mushrooms
0: oh. and, and
3: MDMA. Oh. And you know, we're we really getting to the you know the, the the you know the deep dark parts of of our spirituality, and you know we started asking ourselves mm-hmm. like, is this lifestyle still for us? Like why are we doing this? Why are we, you know, is it purely an ego driven thing? Is that why we're doing it? Is mm-hmm. it? you know, why? So we had all these questions and, and, you know, as we were going through that discussion with ourselves, uh, COVID hit and everything got locked down, mm-hmm. which meant, you know, we weren't going to go into those social circles. Those things weren't happening anymore. So we ended up spending an hour and a half every day, every other day and just, connecting with ourselves and each other and and it was through breath work it was through you know reciprocal breathing it was you know our touch and the very this very light touch that we were working with each other on we're we're exploring energies so it's all these things that we were working on together in our connection through that time and as covid slowly kind of you know started to dissipate and our bubble started getting a little bit bigger we started getting a lot of single females started coming over here and being within our bubble, just, you know, as a, as a safe zone. And that led to us sharing what we've been learning with them. And uh, it's now developed into this whole sort of a program or, or approach that we're, that we're trying to bring into to our sexuality and our sexuality with others. And uh, it's just so much more powerful. You know, I just, I can have 12, 13, 14 orgasms in a night and, and, and still wake up in the morning, you know, and these aren't ejaculatory orgasms. They're just full body orgasms and, uh, much more fulfilling.
0: It's kind of like, maybe like what sting, what, like, you know, we're on the street so many, you remember years ago, like, oh, sting and Trudy were talking about all this tantric sex that they were having and stuff. It just kind of sounds like that's what you guys maybe were doing or, you know, it wasn't sort of, it wasn't explained at that time. Right. Mm
2: hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's part of the Neo Tantra for Uh sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're, you're doing more eye gazing. You're, you're just, you're just doing things in, in a way that's uh, a lot more Uh, mindfulness. It's mindful sex. Yeah,
0: I like this. I mean, I don't, I haven't had anybody talk from this place before. I know that you said in the beginning, like it eventually led us to swinging and then plant plant-based medicine and everything like let's go back to like your ayahuasca trips you know what did you learn when you did that about yourselves
1: hi i'm chris gethard and i'm very excited to tell you about beautiful anonymous a podcast where i talk to random people on the phone i tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous.
3: Oh, Candace, you want to shake yours first? You with, with your healing? And-
2: oh, yes. Yeah, the big thing was healing. Healing personally, my physical body, you know, how that had already changed and opening my myself up to the spirit world, uh, you're realize we came from Christian backgrounds, so it was they were quite strict back then, you know, when you're you're a Baptist and we're even yoga was considered a bad thing mm-hmm. because you're opening up to opening up yourself to the spirit world or opening up, and so that anything could could come in, the devil could come in. I mean, they used to say all uh, yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. And and for years, I never did yoga, and I think because of that, that was always in the back of my mind. Ooh, what am I opening myself up to? And uh, so doing something like ayahuasca, which of course does open up the spirit world, was something that, that I had wanted to explore even more of. And by exploring it, uh, that gave me the opportunity to give myself freedom to try anything and everything that gave me pleasure, Interesting. as we call ourselves mm-hmm. psas we are pleasure seeking adults mm-hmm. well this would be the next part of our evolution is to explore now this this side which was uh do you want to continue, Greg, on your side it's of the, ayahuasca? The, the,
3: <laughs> yes. the pleasure side of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, very much it, it did, you know, tune us tune us in completely. My biggest takeaway, I, you know, I had some amazing revelations and every night was completely different, but the one most prevalent was was on ladies' night and it was all female shaman, female workers. It was, you know, beautiful feminine energy in the room and I had designed a, a, a temple and I married myself and to me coming out, that was the, that was, that was the thing that, uh, was the, 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 most powerful, you know, experience that I've, that I've ever had. And, and, uh, it was just basically, you know, knowing myself, knowing where I'm coming from and knowing, knowing who I am and what I want to represent. And, uh, so, you know, ex- extremely powerful from the, from that end of it. So much so at that point I wanted to reveal, you know, to, to, to our kids that, uh, you know, that, that we had this open relationship and, and that was at that time. So that was three years ago. And I was very quickly kind of told, you know, by friends that were there, like, Oh no, you can't do that. And, you know, and, and of course, Candace had her reservations. You know, so, you know, the whole Madonna thing, like there's, there's obviously it's, this is something we need to, to talk about as a couple, you know, can't just go out there and say, you know, Oh, by the way, you know, this is, this is what your mother and I have been doing. So, mm-hmm. Uh, it it was really repressing me. Like I, I really just kind of shut that whole thing down. And, um, uh, it wasn't until, you know, we, we came out to the family that it just finally, you know, the the weight was off my shoulders and, uh, you know, just like, just like coming out, you know, it was just, uh, it was a, it was a wonderful feeling just to have that freedom and, and, uh, to be true and honest to yourself and just enjoy life and seek its pleasures.
0: Right. And so that ayahuasca trip that you took helped with that, correct? Is that what you're saying? That's that led you to be open enough to wanna let oh, your family very, very much so. Let me ask you about ayahuasca. Where did this take place? Like, was it in Thailand or someplace? I mean, was it, or was it here in the U.S.? Like, where did you do your ayahuasca? Mm.
2: Uh, We went to Costa Rica to Uh a resort that's called Rhythmia. And the reason why we chose that Uh was because it was a medical facility. And for me, that was very important because I had heard horror stories. of You know, what would happen Uh and, and the purging. And I had had uh, friends that also had gone to Peru and had done it in, in South America and, you know, how difficult it was. And they were on the ground and rolling around and, you know, dislocating hips. And I'm just – and that kind of freaked me all, all out. So I went, oh, my God, we've got to find some place where it's attached to the Western world and Western ways – so that whenever you have any kind of, of trauma, mm-hmm. which is from the Western world, there would be someone there, you know, shamans that could help you and could understand what you're what you're going through. And also having the medical facility made uh, made me feel a lot more you know, calmer. And uh, yeah, and I knew that I could could do this for a week.
0: Yeah. More trusting of the process. And that's why I asked, because to me, whenever I her hear about it, it freaks me out. Cause I'm like, what if I have such a bad trip? And you know, you hear that mm-hmm. people are throwing up or they're shitting themselves or it's like I have a bad trip. You know, we've all heard those stories like you did. I didn't yeah. know that they had places like that, that had medical facilities in place. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. But that's actually a great way to do it. And I think some people, for a lot of people, that would be the only way, you know, I didn't even know that that was a, a possibility
3: yeah no i think for a lot of people it's a nice safe safe way to go yeah uh, you know it's, it's not like it's a full hospital but they have to get uh, they had to get all the permissions and everything from the government and they had to have things in place and and when you do go in you get a you get a medical you know as as you go in and uh so you can't lie about things And they're very particular about medications and and you know your back history and psychological history So it's, it's, it's good that way. You know, it's, it's very reassuring that that facility is there for you if you need it.
0: Yeah. Well, Candace, how was your trip? I mean, like, did did any of your fears come true? Like, was, did it freak you out when you were under and once you took the ayahuasca or was it a totally pleasurable experience?
2: You know what? Overall, I would say it was pleasurable Mm -hmm. because of uh, the integration that they had, you know, all the the workshops that they had beforehand that Mm -hmm. would help guide you and 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 just know what to expect and what you could ask for. They just made it so easy and and uh, comfortable. That uh, go in under the medicine, you know. Sure, you get that little bit of anxiety right off the top. It's like, oh my God, what did I just do? What do I just take? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but there's 90 other people in that maloka with you, all you know, probably doing it for the first time in in a lot of cases. Yeah. And uh, we're all there together, and they've got all these multiple shaman and shaman helpers all around that you can just feel their love and and their support mm-hmm. that you never felt like you were ever alone. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, one last question before we get into like what you do in your mentorship program and stuff. Did you guys have more than one experience with ayahuasca or did you just do it one time? Is it kind of like a one and done thing or every time if you do it more than once, you get more out of it?
3: No, we had four ceremonies, actually. And uh, like I said, each night was a different brew and Mm -hmm. it was also a different shaman. And, uh, which really puts an emphasis on, you know, on the evenings, each evening was a completely different storyline for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, nothing was repetitive for me out of all four nights. Yeah. The first three nights start at what they start like at seven o'clock at night, I think, or something like that. Or even earlier, six thirty. and you're home, you're back in your room by one, two o'clock in the morning. If you can make it, yeah, I just, I just like, didn't make it the first night. They needed a golf cart to take me home. Yeah, that was quite an experience. And then, but there's breathwork ahead of that. And then we had four nights of ayahuasca and the last one being a very special brew by done by another shaman that came in. And, uh, that didn't finish until what? Eight o'clock in the morning. I think dear, or something like mm-hmm. that. So,
2: but, yes. Yeah. Wow. We went right till sunrise. hmm
3: yeah. And just, yeah, each each day was a completely different experience.
0: So you flew there one person and you guys came back it's two completely different people, I would assume, after all of that ayahuasca and ceremony. Oh, right? yes. oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, yes. That was definitely an ego disillusion that we yeah. went through. And uh, we knew that things had to change when we came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Included our play style as well. Had to change. We right.
0: Just knew it. No more ground and pound. I love that term. That's no more it. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be more intentional because you guys were just more in touch or something. Like, I mean, it just shifted exactly. everything.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Much more mindfulness.
0: Yeah. Like I, listen, I think that that's so interesting. And I think it's more the natural law of the universe, right? I mean, people grow and change and evolve over time. And I think it's cause I think a lot of times I say that because I think a lot of times, uh, people, uh, don't like when things grow and change, right? Like they just think that people Mm -hmm. are supposed to be the same way always. And then when someone does kind of change, people can't accept it. But I feel like it's more normal to grow and change. Like, I mean, always ground and pound, like after grounding and pounding for so many years, don't you want something else, you know? And isn't that uh, just like the way things naturally go, especially when you get older, you know, you've been doing this for 20 years. So you guys have really been through it all. Now, is that why you decided to start this mentorship program because you've kind of like been there, done that. And now you feel like you could help other people or want to as
3: well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with 20, you know, 23 plus years of experience, Mm -hmm. we've seen so many, so many stories, heard so many stories and have so many stories that, uh, you know, we just—it's—we it's, just felt that it was an excellent time to start to share this information with people. Every single relationship out there is different. You know, every one of them that we that we've that we've witnessed, every couple that we've helped, but they all sort of require the same thing. And that's like, what are what are the fundamentals going into this whole thing? And you know, if we know some of those those rules or protocols or. You know, simple things like just getting your priorities straight. Like, mm-hmm. what are your priorities? Are your is your priority each other? Is it your kids? Is it your job? Like, just you know, sit down and really look at these things and and uh, see where this whole thing fits into your picture. Too many people make the decision by just you know their their groin is hungry and they need to feed it and and uh, you know not without really a lot of thinking of of the implications. And um, I tell you, you know having a lovemaking session that's four or five hours long of just, you know, some amazing intimacy and connection and, you know, is is so much more fulfilling than 15 minutes of a hard pound and, and, (laughs) you know, turn the football game back on.
0: So, so now if me and my guy were to come to you and say, Hey, we want to sign up for your mentorship program. How do you have that set up? Like, what are you offering people and, you know, how does it work?
3: Well, like like I said, every story is different. So, you know, we've never been able to find a consolidated menu of things mm-hmm. to go through, like a, a list of items that that need to go through a relationship. You know, it's it's having those discussions with people, and it's mm-hmm. just that having an open, om, open, honest, honest <laughs> honesty with people. Mm-hmm. We we are constantly amazed at how many things people share with us, just because we're open and just because we're not judgmental. Yeah, and how much of a relief it is for them to feel that you know, I've got this feeling and I really want to say it, you know, and now we're allowing them an opportunity to actually say that. And, and. Most often, not in front of their spouse or partner, and you know you can watch and sort of moderate what that conversation is between the two of them, and and uh, if necessary, go off with the guy individually or go off with the female individually, and that could be either of us. You know, that could be me going off with the with the female and Candace going off with the male. It just you know it depends on where that conversation wants to flow and uh, where the needs are that that uh, that people are looking for.
0: So you're so basically you're kind of like therapist. I mean you're talking on the phone because I'm assuming that this mentorship is available for anybody throughout the world, right? I mean you're on my show. It's not just people yeah. that live in your city, right? They could hire you to mentor them. Maybe it's a couple that is trying to get into the lifestyle but they don't know how to navigate or. Is it, you know, like what kind of couples typically seek you out? Like what are they looking for? I know it's all, all, you know, all different types of couples, but what would you say generally is like the mix or the reasons
3: why they reach out to you? what would you say dear like mostly oh, like oh man i think newly, they just are newly dating a lot of them are not actually
2: yes dating. some I'm of not them are very different. new and they're they already want an open relationship they yeah. just don't know how to approach it mm-hmm. without having the jealousy and and it's just a matter of 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 teaching them how they need to communicate with each other and how they need to have so much respect and admiration and passion for each other. And once you've created such a good, strong bond between you and your partner, then it makes it easier to reach out and to move on with other partners. Because your partner will always be your beloved. These right. other ones are just fuck buddies or you know temporary lovers, whatever you want to call them. But as long as you know that that your partner is your beloved, and always will be. It makes it so much easier. And and then you can allow that compersion to, to come over you as well. Because you'll want to please your partner. No matter what, you'll want to please them. So whether it's by watching them engage with somebody else... Or, or by you doing doing the, the pleasuring and them watching or all everyone involved but we always find that we're whatever situation we are in and and we're we're together Gregory and i will always glance over at each other you know just make that eye contact in the middle or just reach a hand over just to know that i'm there and he's there and it's interesting how just bringing that back that that connection just makes Makes it so much easier and more loving because it's making your bond even stronger with your partner.
3: I was just going to say, it's, it's very sexy to see your partner looking over at you and, you know, as they're riding somebody with just a coy smile and little wink in their eye. It's, it's, it's a fantastic feeling.
0: So you're kind of like open relationship coaching. It's like open, right? You want an open relationship. You're newbie. You want to be uh, talked through it. You want some help starting off. Like you guys offer those con- that service, correct? It's like, because I'm just trying to figure out like what's that mentorship like? Like I sign up and I get a certain amount of phone calls. Because you said there's no sort of, there's no one course, right? You can't make that up because it's always different. So it's basically conversations with you guys.
3: Correct. Yes, mm-hmm. correct. And, and again, it's a fluid and open conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to dig in you know, too much. We don't know what the questions are. We don't know what the, you know, the concerns are between the couples. All we can do is we can just offer our experience and advice in that regard.
0: Right. And now is it a set amount of times that they purchase from you? I'm trying to sell your mentorship program to people. I get a lot. Listen, I get a lot of people emailing me like, Kathy, I want to get my wife into this or we're new like what should we do and I'm like I don't have a fucking time for that like I'm taping you know <laughs> I have three episodes a week and I you know I my my gig is like my my podcast is a full-time 24/7 job so you know it's great that people like you are out there because I do think it's uh, you know people need it I'm just trying to get like the clear concise thing of like what someone signs up for can they get can they just sign up for one phone conversation with you or is it like six conversations do you have package deals like how is it work how's it offered?
3: We, we sell it in, in hourly blocks, so we just sell it for $100 an hour mm-hmm. and uh, as many as you need. I think we've got a discount you know for multiple hours uh-huh. and uh, if there's more involved down for the first one, we're always open to communication and you know seeing what people are comfortable with. We want to make sure that people are you know, having their needs looked after you know, and uh, so we don't want to discount anybody.
0: Yeah, I like that. Listen, I think that there is a need for that. And I think it's great, uh, you know, because you guys have been there, done that. You've been in the lifestyle for a very long time. You've not only are very enlightened like you are now, you also grounded and pounded for a long time. So you know about that <laughs> if somebody's if that's where somebody is. Right. You could meet these uh-huh. couples wherever they're at. Right. You're fully open and fully evolved. So you could kind of meet couples at all different uh, places in their uh, evolution, right? You you would, you would can relate and understand and guide them. So, like, where do they go to sign up? Why don't you give out all your uh, links and everything?
3: Yeah. Well, just directly to our, our website, which is evolutionarysex.org. Mm-hmm. Just think orgasm with or the dot org. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and right on the page, right on the opening page, there's a mentorship page there. You can go find out a little bit more about us and part of the program. We actually have a calendar that's there. And uh, you can go through the calendar, see what's available for yourself and for ourselves. And uh, we can make a date.
0: And And also your
3: book. Yeah, and also the book, yeah. But going back to the mentorship, if if we can, we do prefer to do it in video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Body language is so important, you know, just to see how how couples respond to each other. So just take that in consideration uh, that we do prefer to do it that way. And do you do solos?
0: Like if a woman or a guy wants to call up because they want to know how to get their partner maybe into something and just to have that initial conversation, because I know that that's a big need too. If you don't do that, you should also offer that (laughs) because I think there's a lot of people out there that need help.
3: Yeah, no, we we would obviously, you know, I mean, either of us, either of us could help in that in uh-huh. regard. Uh, you know, with couples, we do like to do it as a couple yeah. though as well, uh-huh. you know, just so that we can, we can express our, you know, sort of the, the masculine and feminine uh, perspectives on things uh, you know, that, that's the preferred method if we could.
0: Right. But you're open. You guys are open to, uh, the, the needs of people. You're looking to help people. People could also buy your book fucking to enlightenment. Is that the name of it again? What's the name? It's like, yeah, okay. yes,
2: that's it.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: fucking Fuck your way.
3: Fuck our, yeah. F apost- F, F, uh, asterisk, Yeah. C K I N G to get around the, uh, to get around the book publisher issues. But yeah, so it's available on Amazon. Uh, Uh, Or directly from our website, if you have an issue trying to find it on Amazon. I know some people have, have uh, problems with the, the F asterisk C. Oh, uh,
0: right, right, right. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description so people could get to it. I'll put a link to your website as well as to your book. And your book is basically your story, right? They'll get a lot more hot details in that
2: book if they buy that. They sure will. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, I'll tell you, you know, when we started writing this, the editor kept saying, make it sexier, make it more erotic. And and actually it was quite fun trying to, uh, you know, just bring all those words on paper, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's good to know because I didn't get a lot of that hot stories here. So people, you know, if they want to hear more of the specifics, right? Because we had a lot to cover. On this episode, they could get those naughty details in your book.
2: That's correct. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh yeah, the very the very first story is actually it dives it dives pretty hard into things, mm-hmm. uh, and I think. Uh, I think on Amazon, if you, if you go to it, I think there might even be a preview in the, uh, uh, the book preview. Uh, and I believe that story might even be included in it, but it gives you an idea of the, you know, the sort of sense of writing that it is. Right. But, so they, uh, that's definitely not the entirety of the book, you know, but there are, there are quite a few erotic stories in there.
2: Right.
0: Right. right. So people will know that you get right into it. It's your whole story. The more of the naughtier details it is. are there. and,
2: and. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to say is there's a lot about women empowerment. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of things that came up while writing the book about sexual trauma that happened to me when I was 16 Mm -hmm. and how it made me, uh, become this control freak over men, uh, yeah. over all these other men that I had to be with. I had to be on top. I had to be the one in control. I mm-hmm. had to be the one that came first and realizing that all came from sexual trauma that happened to me when I was, you know, a young teenager and having a, a boss force himself on me. So, oh, wow. you know, that's how I was taking my power back and that's all in the book and that's all explained, you know, and every story that we tell there, there is a reason for every story and how it. How it shows how much I have grown and, you know, to, all the way from body image uh, to fundamentals that you're taught when you're so young as a, as a young girl and, and and how that molds you into being who you are as an adult. But you can change all that. And, and you have. By understanding, yes, by understanding what had happened to you in your past, you know, will help you. To to become a, a better woman and a better person through your life by understanding what what and how it all started from the very beginning when you're a child
0: and how you work through it, which I think is important because you're here to say like that all happened to you and you're still not in the middle of it. I mean, you were able to get back in touch with it. Face it and let go of it. And so so it would stop ruling your life where I feel like a lot of people have never been able to do that. And let me tell you, I have an episode I was just editing now with a guy, you wouldn't believe what happened to him when he was younger. And I hear those stories all the time and I always include them. And I think they're very important to put in people's stories because I think it really is a reason of why people act certain ways. People don't wanna hear that stuff, but it exists and trauma does exist and people act and they act certain ways because of it. And uh, unfortunately it's more common uh, than people would like to think. And it's important to talk about it. And I think it's great as a woman, because how many women, like they say one in every four was like something happened. And it's probably more than that, you know? So
2: I think it's more than that. Yeah. -hmm.
0: So how great you have that in your book too. And like I said, that you were, you were able to, uh, get past it and you have that in there, I think is really helpful to women. As well as men, because, you know, it's no different. Men were fucking molested and raped, too. And uh, they're carrying that trauma. A lot of us are. So I think that that's great that it's in there. I'm glad you brought that up. I will give Mm -hmm. shout outs to everything in my intro as well. It's going to be in the description. And thanks, you guys, so much for calling in and sharing your story. Send me your book if you can. I'd love to read it. Yeah, send me a copy of your book.
3: Oh, I'd love to. We'll get your address.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, I'll get it to you guys. Thanks, you guys. And send me... Oh, I'm going to put okay, your pics on my yeah. Patreon and stuff. Sure. Sounds
3: great. Thank show you. how hot
0: you are. Okay. Right bye, on. you guys. Thank bye. you. Bye. bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube